Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And today we have an incredibly special guest coming hot off of a dynamite performance at Polaris Squads. But before we get into that, brief shout out to sponsors of the show, your friends and ours, No Judges Needed, your one-stop shop for all of your combat sports apparel. I'm talking geese, rash guards, casual wear, hoodies. It's getting cold out, everybody. Uh, T-shirts, amazing designs on all products, and geese modeled by the immaculate Mr. Kevin Gallagher. Go pick one up. Now, quality is going to cost a little bit. You're looking at these prices. You're getting something good, but maybe your wallet's hurting a little bit right now. COVID's not being nice to anybody. We're here to help you out. They've partnered with us to give you guys a promo code. Type in the code JJT at checkout to knock off 20% off all purchases now and forever. And know that when you're buying from these guys, you're buying back into the community. They support a ton of uh, local talent and tons of people and us, a couple yahoos that love doing jujitsu talk. So go show them some love. Let them know we sent you. Everybody helping everybody. Uh, thank you very much. Now out of the ad read. <laughs> go go buy. So stumbled at the stumbled, yeah. Go go buy. No judges needed. That's great. Now to talk about our guest today, uh, he recently made waves in the jujitsu community with a what could be the craziest submission of 2020. Uh, in, absolutely technical, nearly put a guy out who is very game himself. So please welcome. Welcome us and join uh, <laughs> join us in welcoming uh, to the show BJJ Black Belt and standout member of Polaris Squad 2's Team Europe, Dinu Bukalet. Dinu, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Hey guys, nice, nice to nice to join you. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, I'm good, good. I mean, it was how could we not, man? You you really with a with that match, you absolutely set the entire community ablaze with discussion. So, how's it been for you? A few days removed. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. My my Instagram keeps making noises, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> and that's and that's all that matters, right? Instagram likes. It doesn't matter as long as the, as long as the Instagram friend count. Yeah, goes up I don't like to use my job. phone too much, but now it's it's starting to bother me. So it's okay. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. How was uh, how was the tournament for you? Did you have a good time? I love Polaris. Oh, it was Polaris. great. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Every time when I'm on a, on Polaris is, is a great time. They're very professional and yeah. the teams were amazing both both events and was was really happy to be there. Yeah, that's I, I was we had uh, so we had um what was Adam Morzinski Adam Morzinski on last week and um I was talking to him uh, about the his Polaris. Awesome. The butterfly king, yeah. The butterfly yeah. king, right. We talked a lot about the butterfly guard after yeah, you left. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Actually, stuff. my favorite guard, too. Yeah, oh, me yeah? too. I always, I, I think that. about, um, I think about the butterfly guard as really learning how to play next level jiu-jitsu. When you're playing open guard and butterfly guard, you're really starting to understand how not just what you want to do, but working off of what your opponent wants to do. And allowing it to kind of like evolve, it's where timing and other the next level ideas of jujitsu start to generate for butterfly card. But we had Adam on last week, and I was talking about Polaris. I, I just think Polaris is the best. I just think it's the best. I don't. I mean, I won't say the best, but as far as like the tiers of jujitsu promotions go, Polaris definitely does an amazing job. They're up there with, with yeah, up the, there the or top three for for sure. Yeah. yeah. So sure, far, the sure. most uh, professional show I've ever been. So 
cool. Any cool. any show that puts Dinu on definitely has uh, <laughs> has some brains because well, I, I have let's a. Hope that's true from now on. <laughs> I mean, tr truthfully, man, like uh, a lot of people came away from that. A lot of people on your team came away looking incredible with dynamite performances, but in a lot of ways, you're the talk of the town, man. And that's gotta, that's gotta feel kind of good. Just get given who your teammates were. Uh, well, it, I, I made the, I made it with that submission, but I'm nowhere the level of Tommy Langacker or, or Espen to, to be honest with you, but uh, it's good to get some, some recognition. That's for sure. Yeah. But you I, know, I had a, yep. good, good. Oh, I just had a quick question. Whenever we, we bring on, uh, European uh, jiu-jitsu players, it, I, I come away with the feeling that in a lot of ways, the the, the jiu-jitsu culture uh, over by you is a lot more close-knit than it is in America in a lot of ways. Uh, did How much uh, interaction did you have with any of your teammates before uh, competing on Polaris? Mm. Like, did you... Well, uh, the Pedro that I... Uh that i uh, replaced last moment i actually had a had, i fought him before he beat me so it was was funny to replace him so he was probably very upset watching but uh tommy i saw at competitions espen was in the same division as me at europeans he won i, I lost like my third fight um yeah we everyone knows everyone i mean the high level guys varzinski used to fight uh, the best uh, guy from Romania, from my old team, so the team that I moved from, his name is Camille. They used to have fights all the time. So, yeah, every, we know everyone. I did not know uh, the Larminator, the Berimbolo King, but now everyone knows him. <laughs> but, yeah, everyone was, was really high level. Was, uh, I'm great I was part of that team. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be part of that team and uh, lucky because the, I would, I would even, I would accept to fight in, in any team against anyone. But I'm glad I didn't have to fight against this team, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, are, are you yeah. Romanian? Are you from Romania? Yes, I, I'm from Romania. I'm from Bucharest, but I live in uh, in London, in UK, for five years. Bucharest, yeah. All right. So, yeah. so I have a few questions because I, sure. I have spent the last month of my life delving into the history and the origins of jujitsu as as kevin uh bradley i finally finished that book by the way kev it's amazing uh, that is a episode later this week for sure right. if you haven't read robert drysdale's new book opening closed guard it is amazing and anyone that <laughs> is as high a level of jujitsu as yourself should read into it to learn up on the history and the origins of where things come from because in my mind there's not a question in my in my soul that doesn't lead back to the fact that we are modern day samurais keeping the art alive. <laughs> I, I, and I'm, I, I, I don't mean that in a way of saying that like I'm carrying a sword or I'm fighting in the streets, but the art of jujitsu is the samurai is the samurai's art. And we are keeping that alive by studying jujitsu and, and learning the art of jujitsu and continuing to pass that knowledge around. Um, so the, the point I'm trying to make is this, I'm curious as to coming from Romania, because Romania is known as a big wrestling, um, a big wrestling country. There's lots yeah, of maybe it was at some point, but not yeah, really. yeah, yeah, but yeah, but in 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 the olden days, is there yeah. anything that you can think of outside of just normal wrestling that would equate 
to what jujitsu has become as far as like old martial arts, grappling martial arts in the area, catch wrestling style, things that have influenced the art of jujitsu in Romania in that same way? Mm. Well, not, not really, you know, the, the guys that pioneered it in, in Romania didn't start from judo or, or wrestling. They just started with like uh, training in their, you know, under the living room just by watching some some videos of or like some cassettes, I guess, from from Gracie's or or and watching maybe the, I don't know, the first UFC fights. I don't think it really it really helped the development of jiu-jitsu in Romania or wrestling or judo. They sure we had some good and there are some good guys that had the, the background in, uh, in those but no not really. Yeah. I'm just I'm always curious about that because you know when you talk about how jiu-jitsu started in Brazil you know, the, the Japanese came over and they were judo and jiu-jitsu. Is a, there's a vagary. That's a whole other discussion on whether or not they were practicing judo or jiu-jitsu at the time. It's kind of all the same thing. But yeah, it's not the, it's not the, that's not the question. The, the point is, is that, you know, in Brazil at the time, there wasn't really a lot of other things beside that. But what they had was a very tough, rugged culture that, just love the fight. That's just what they did. That was part of what they did. They had the capoeiras. They had some guys out there that were just, it was part of their DNA to fight. And when I think of countries like your Romania, I think of proud nations and, you know, Eastern European countries, like there seems to be that same type of, maybe it's because you guys are just brought up hard because of communist influences and things like that, things you had to go through. And I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, you want to hear I'm not trying to. No, 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 I understand. I understand. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how much Romanians like to fight, but back in Romania, striking is a bit more popular with kickboxing and, and boxing. We have some good kickboxers and, um, and a few good boxers. Well, not really anymore. Boxing. Limacheka, <laughs> yeah. is he Romanian, Limacheka? No, no, it's Ukrainian. Ukrainian, yeah, my bad. Sorry, I paused. That's the ignorant American speaking. Yeah, I apologize. Come on, man. <laughs> Literally on the other side of the country, but hey, no big deal. You know, it's a, we know we speak a Latin language, right? Yeah, Romanian. Latin? Yeah, it's not nothing. Yes. Yeah, it's Latin. So, yeah, oh, wow. There is nothing a related small, to Russian or anything like that. There is a small village in the northern part of. Um, of Italy that speaks a very similar language to Romania. I, I when I was there, I, I, off the top of my head, Romanian it's going to make me crazy. very similar to it's, Italian because yeah, they are both the Latin, Latin. So right, yeah. There's really a small Latin. little village in the upper parts uh -huh. of Italy that there were some some Romanians that held over. They speak a very ancient language that sure. they only speak in that area, but it's very similar to Romania. I apologize. Sure, it's just sure. okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay, jujitsu now, no, not languages. Okay? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always love it when we can use this jujitsu podcast to talk about things that you would never expect a jujitsu podcast to talk about, like international relations and language, you know. So that's this all, we, we take all comers. But I think everybody is very interested to learn more about your journey into the martial arts. You know, I, I know that um, you've, I, th I think because of my research, I it said that you yeah. you had some MMA experience. Yes, is that correct? Yes. I, when I fights. started, I started with uh, kickboxing and MMA. 
And of course, in MMA, we did grappling, and I liked that more. And I was a bit more talented than to than for striking. And I had seven and one as a pro. It's listed only like four or five on Sherdog for and one. So I. I was gonna I say you get pro. someone better update that. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody bothered, and don't really that doesn't really make a difference. And. Um, up until I was purple belt, I was uh, fighting also MMA. And when I decided to move from uh, from back home to London, I also stopped fighting MMA and I just focused on the jiu-jitsu. So until then, I always did everything. And for like five years, that's when I just did jiu-jitsu since I was purple belt. And I eventually got my black belt here from my coach, um, Nicholas Brooks, which is a black belt from Roger Grace. So there you go. Well, uh, going back a little bit further, briefly, did you have any yeah. exposure to martial arts when you were, you know, you when you were more like a kid or a teenager, or did you find it nope, as an adult? No, no, nothing, nothing. I <laughs> I saw on TV K1, so right, the best kickboxing promotion. I saw Remy Boniaski fly and kick everyone, and I thought that's cool. I want to to learn that. I <laughs> was. Uh, I was like, what, 60 kilos, maybe I wanted to know how to defend myself. And by, when I was going to high school, there was this, uh, this kickboxing academy. So I, I joined and they also did MMA there and that's how I got into all this. Yeah, were uh, you, yeah. uh, real quick, back when you were doing MMA, how much time did you vo devote to the gi? You know, just because we found that that's I often a very- I train gi uh, all the time. I would train gi two, three times a week. It would be two, three times a week, gi, kickboxing three times, then every now and then some wrestling, every now and then some MMA. It was, it was more or less like that. Yep. For some I, uh, reason, everyone thinks I have a, sorry, I have a wrestling background, but I never competed in wrestling or anything like that. I just never pulled guard in training. <laughs> you know, there's something <laughs> to be said about that coming from a background. Is, he is the know, one. Right. <laughs> His old school is what you probably got from from a Gracie or from from Roger Gracie's academy. There's like pulling guard just isn't a thing. You just there's no pulling guard. You you, you no know. everyone pulls guard everywhere. That's, not <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> That's funny. I guess Roger was kind of known for pulling guard too. He had the big long legs. How about Roger is also a good judo black belt. Yeah, people maybe don't know that. Yeah, he, he, you you watch the way he he stood up against. Uh, Bachecha in their match. Yeah, just of had, course. He's, yeah, he yeah. just he just stands straight up, is taunting people for that single leg, and then just yeah. well, he him. had very good grip fighting in that fight. So yeah. yeah, have you ever rolled with Hodger before? No, I never rolled with him. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And I'm not that's... curious. I know how it would no. go down. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> have, have you ever been dismantled by the I greatest practitioner of all time? It sounds that's fun. The fight oh, I, well, <laughs> I, I've seen him kill people. Uh, well, kill you know play with, uh, right. with guys that uh, are, are very good so yeah uh, yeah, yeah he, he's, <laughs> he is it's amazing when you talk about Hodger Gracie's jiu-jitsu and you watch his game how amazingly like precise he is at doing things that are very you know, the basic almost I, you don't want to say basic because he it adds is a basic level. and it isn't, but yeah, it right. looks it looks simple. <laughs> right, it's not so simple, but it, 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 yeah, it's amazing. That's what when you about. talk about guys that are truly elite at anything, it's their ability to make things that are complicated look simple that make them so great. Like you, yeah, when you could toy, sure. 
right? He's uh, he's a special, special guy, man. I uh, I it's he's so much the way what he did to Bacheche is without question, I think one of the most amazing things, not just in jujitsu, I say it all the time, probably one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in athletics in general. Like this guy mm -hmm. did nothing for years. Literally, they were like, hey, you want to go against Pacheca in a, in a 20 minute points match? And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, and by the time Pacheca is this unbeatable force and literally went out there and had his way with him and submitted him in about four minutes. It's you know, stuff that and dreams all, are made all, res all respect to Hodger, goat, like, like no question in, in the gi, but it's just hilarious watching him be at the top of the sport just because he, like, he looks like a dad. Like, he looks like a normal. He's very tall, very long, but he, he looks like well, a Well, if you like would see him in person, guy. maybe you'd have a different opinion. <laughs> oh, I, okay, now... Now, I would probably, f like, just shit my pants out of fear. I'm just saying I, he, 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 he looks like, I don't know, like, he doesn't look as strong as he is. And, I, oh, man, I'm digging my own grave here. But, like, I'm, I'm, this is only to I say follow, that. I follow what you're talking about. He doesn't look like. jiu-jitsu is so great. He doesn't, like, look, he doesn't look like that monstrous, muscled freaking. Like, Andre, uh, traps that yeah. go right to his ear. Like, Buchecha, like, like big, beefy guy. Hodger looks like, when compared to those guys, he looks like a more normal person. <laughs> Okay, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna also stop. much much taller and much thicker than all those, but yeah. How yeah. tall is he, he? Would you say six uh, six? Right? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think six five, six six. He's a big guy. Uh, he, he's massive. Yeah, doesn't maybe doesn't look so ripped or muscular, but the strength is is there. So tell us a little bit about your jujitsu. Screw that, Hodger Gracie guy. <laughs> 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 You're on the show. We're talking about you. We're not here to talk about Hodger Gracie. Tell us a little bit well, about about. What would your, you like to know? I don't know. Tell us a little bit about your jujitsu philosophy. Some of the things that you like to focus on, and some of the things that you feel like are your strengths and weaknesses, and the way you like to approach any match. Mm, I like to put pressure to to sum it up. I I like to play guard, but when I compete, I, I would rather be on top. Um, I, I always, like I said, train takedowns and, uh, also I, I do, I do a bit of judo here and this is where I started also judo and I'm working up for my black belt into that too. And maybe one day compete, compete uh, in some judo competitions, but uh, that's just for experience to getting my jujitsu sharper and my grip fighting and everything. Hmm. I like both gi, both no gi. I train both. I don't really, I can't really say I prefer one or I, that I'm better at one. My results, my better results are no gi. Mm, what else can I say? I, I got to ask, like, very specific. Yeah. Like, we're going to get into the the Ezekiel a little bit later. Yeah, but do, yeah, you, yeah. do you play with the Ezekiel and Nogi? Because it's a lot harder, and I, I was wondering. You're definitely the guy to ask about it. <laughs> uh, yes, I do with Nogi, too. Yeah, we have a guy that I train with, uh, Tony Francisco. He's going to lose it when I give him a shout-out. He he's, um, he's a purple belt. And yeah. we prompt, we told him he's not going to get his brown belt until he learns how to do something else besides the Nogi Ezekiel. Because literally when you're, <laughs> he's, you know, when guy, it's like his thing. And when you're good at something, that's kind of like your thing. But mm -hmm. like, 
he'll let people pass his guard just so he, you know his guard, so his guard sucks. But he's got yeah, a nosy Ezekiel. No <laughs> yeah, so because he'll choke you with a nosy Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's nowhere as strong as in the gi, but yeah, it's an option. I'm very curious to understand how Olenik does it because I can't right. really figure yeah. it out how he does it with the gloves. Yeah, with the gloves too. It's 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 yeah. sick. How how maybe he grips inside his MMA gloves, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's so far. Like he was definitely the first, and I'm I'm pretty sure so far only guy to do it in the UFC. Like I, I don't think I anyone's think so, done it yeah, yet. I think so. I think so. That's oh, like that's it's such a yeah, cool but, move. But <laughs> uh, well, okay, if we're gonna get to that anyway. But uh, in uh, no gi in close guard, I submit with uh, arm triangle, not with Izzy. Oh yeah, uh, so yeah, so you wrap around the outside and, and lock. Yeah, Rick, Rick Story, watch Rick Story. He, he did it in one of his UFC fights. Okay, cool, and yeah. it works. And we have uh, one very good guy here in UK that also does it. His name is Sean McDonough. He does that too. Oh, Sean McDonough, I know Nick Story. I met him a few. I met him once at the airport, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> we were we were at a UFC fight in uh, in uh, Montreal. And wait, he was wait, in wait. line. Are you talking about the MMA fighter, Sean? Uh, I'm not sure if you're talking about the same guy. He's a jiu-jitsu guy from up north in UK. No, Nick Nick Story I was talking about. Ah, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Rick Story. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never met uh, okay, him. Right. Never. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I was just saying yeah. that uh, I, there is a very high-level guy here that also does um, uh, arm triangle from inside close guard. Mm. That's yeah. cool. Uh, anyways, yeah. yeah. So... So tell tell me a little prefer. bit about about judo because the more and more again the more and more I read up on I used to just have this in my brain that judo was one sport and jujitsu was another sport and no matter how many times my judo friends would tell me no it's the same thing yes. I was like no yes, no 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 depends, depends. Get out of yeah here. well if you play by the rules of judo then yeah it's totally right. different I never do like uh, techniques. When I train, that I wouldn't do in a jujitsu fight. For example, a throw that will land me in a bad position. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because a lot of because just like you said, because the rules of judo are geared towards the epon, guys yeah. can overcommit yeah. to throws yeah, yeah. and leave their backs yeah, available yeah. and things like and that. And if you practice jujitsu and you want to be good at jujitsu, that's a bad way to practice judo for right. for yourself. One hundred percent. So. The question I want to ask you is this: Is like obviously yeah. when you think about jujitsu, you think about the takiwaza or the I can't say the word, and then the waza, yeah, yeah. and the two different yeah. aspects of it. Um, yeah. Do you feel like your practice of judo, off balancing, working for throws, and working for different positions that incorporate in the judo, have made your jujitsu better? For sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. Any. Yeah. Standing practice of takedowns will help your jiu-jitsu for better base, uh, more active grip fighting, aggression, and you know, position. I was, gonna, I was actually yeah. going to ask, uh, w with regards to gi and no gi, oftentimes uh, people that I know have v like very similar takedown, like takedown games for both gi and no gi, and the only thing yeah. that the gi adds is the ability to pull guard. Uh, do you have, and I, but I know that there's other options like foot sweeps, throws. 
do you have a very different gi- because of your judo? Do you have a very different takedown game as opposed to? Uh, I have no gi- some that I do with both, but there are some takedowns that only would work if some if the other person has a jacket on. So, yeah, I was I was yeah. gonna say, do you have a lot of throw? Like, do you incorporate that, or is it mainly grip fighting, like with judo? Because when people say they dip their toes into judo, a lot of times it's for very specific purposes. Like, mm. I want to get this one throw, or I want to add one or two throws. Or I want to add a foot sweep. Okay. Or I want. Yeah. To be or the okay, grip To be fighting. honest with you, I do judo more for fun, and I did it because I didn't find a good place to do wrestling here, so I decided <laughs> to do judo, and I enjoy it. And I'm not so much focused on the exact techniques. I just do techniques that are safe, also for normal jujitsu, and also I never try to use too much lapels, collars, sleeves, if you know what I mean. So. I always fought MMA in the beginning and I created, I adapted everything so I wouldn't have to rely on grabbing someone's lapel, for example. Yeah, I, a lot of, a lot of my, uh, I, I came up similar to you. Like I spent equal amounts of time training mm-hmm. ju- like gi and no gi jujitsu throughout the course from white belt to black belt. So a lot of the techniques that I use in no gi are, similar to the techniques i use in gi and vice versa it's just now adaptations right instead of an underhook i'm grabbing this grip or instead of like Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. the collar i'm pushing on the shoulder and and things like that yeah i I think and obviously there are some things in the gi that you know i'm I'm not going to do a loop choke or but but there's variations a loop choke is almost the same as a guillotine it's kind of the same when you think about jujitsu in those terms it kind of makes everything. That's why I hate it with people. So I do no gi. I do gi. I'm like, well, yeah. you know, you're doing jujitsu. It's the same. Yeah, shit. well, it's all grappling, and it shouldn't really matter if you're wearing a jacket or trousers. You know, right? In my opinion that is. Yeah, it's the same shit, man. I, I, one, I, I don't like a lot of no gi guys mm-hmm. that are like, oh, gi's boring. Gi's this. Gi's that. It's like, bro, like. Dude, like, well, it's boring it, when you don't know how to break the grips, right? Right, exactly. Or, uh, and it's not, and it wouldn't take long for someone that's a high level nogi guy to figure out how to deal with grips. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know jujitsu at that level, it's not, you, there'll be a bit of a learning curve, but I just, it, may, it makes it kind of like, ah, what do you mean you don't do? Yeah, no-gi, at some point, do-gi. when you rely a lot on create a game like this, you see that there are a lot of very high level guys that will just fight gi or just fight nogi. It's not very right. often that they do both and they are very good at both you know yeah it's true it really is true there's not a whole lot of guys that bridge that gap anymore i think part of it was is because there's just not a whole lot of money (laughs) in 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 gi anymore but like there's prestige in the gi i don't and sometimes there's better things than money than than uh you know and I think that the, another thing is just that the crossover to MMA is a lot more apparent. Like, like guys that like train primarily as no gi grapplers or only as no gi grapplers have maybe an easier time going into bigger, getting bigger paychecks in the octagon, doing MMA than like gi guys would. You know, at least that's that's where my mind kind of goes. You know, yeah, and for I, sure. But I still believe uh, training the gi would still help you with isometric strength and control. So. Uh, it's a different it's a different pace yeah. too that's another yeah, thing yeah. we've talked yeah. a lot about you know and i i will defend this to the end like i don't think in reality and when i'm talking about what jujitsu was made for which is to simulate what real life circumstances are going to be like to make us better prepared for martial art i say this all the time we play the game 
of jujitsu to learn how to defend ourselves and learn the martial art aspects of 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 life of of what jujitsu is really for self protection because it's not wasn't invented for a game it was invented for a self defense mechanism right so when we talk about the struggles that come from the gi like i don't think there's anything in the world that's tougher than trying to work for a, a guard pass against a struggling opponent when i have grips and they have grips and when we're working to really figure out what's going to make us tough what's going to make us think in those real life duress situations like you want to make it as hard as possible and training in the gi i don't care what anybody says i don't think there's anything tougher now again there's aspects of no gi that are cool that are you know that are that are better or whatever worse or whatever but there's nothing tougher there's nothing more 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 of a struggle than those fights in the gi well, an intense wrestling match my winter yeah, I hear, you're right, you're right. I, I, I hear you. I hear you too. But I, I, I think about those things. Wrestling and, and, and guard passing yeah, are two things yeah, I think that yeah, really yeah. get you ready for the real world. For me, I always I prefer gi. Just uh, one because I think the moves are are more satisfying for for my brain to pull off. Like I will like so far nothing in no gi beats like hitting a really good X pass with a good grip on the collar, th throwing the leg, going to neon belly. Neon belly's better just because you have the, the, the lapels to grab in and really dig your knee in. And, and of course, the Ezekiel choke is, is easier well, to I was hit. a blue belt. I was, that was all I did X-Pass. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah? It was my favorite, too, yeah. Then it's Dude, if you get... when people got better. I don't no. care how, I don't care how, what belt you are. If you're a big, strong guy and you let someone grab a hole of your pet legs and you don't do anything about it, they're going to pass oh, yeah, you back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't like you don't address that. You screwed up a long time ago. <laughs> That's uh, I have plenty of white belts that are strong, beefy dudes. If I let them go to hold my pet legs, they're going to get past my guard. <laughs> now, they might not hold me there, but they're going to get past it for a second. So I, I got a quick question. You, I want to go back a little bit more to the judo, um, the judo conversation we're having. And, and yeah. one of the things – that you mentioned when you talked about one of the the reasons why you train judo, one of the things you get from judo is the idea of aggression, right? You learn how to 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 kind of fight for positions a little bit more. And I I think of when I think of that, I think a lot. You know, they talk about jujitsu was kind of like the what they call it, the gentle art. Now, obviously, there are moments of jujitsu where you have to fold, but like. You know, you know as well as I do. When you go into a into a room and you just want to fool around, you can smack hands and you can kind of play a little game and not let somebody pass your guard and kind of flow and do those uh, things like that. There's no such thing of that in wrestling. And well, in uh, <laughs> the the gentle uh, art quote I think sells very well, but I don't really think it's so gentle art. You <laughs> no, know? we both know that's to not to be true. Yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see two black belt, like two judo black belts, like play around judo, and I'd probably <laughs> still be able to hear the thunderous, like slap on the mats from like two houses down. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I'll, uh, I'll only, I'll only throw you into the earth a little bit, like. You can't... Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! All right, so, I think it's time. I think it's time we address it. All all right. Right. Unless you, unless you had a, a, a one last thing to. I I just wanted to hear his thoughts a little bit on 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 a, on the aggressiveness of judo and how that. Well, helps yeah, you, no, we yeah, can how go that into helps that. You, yeah. uh, how that helps well, you work out. With. Well, you are. How should I say? It's uh, who grips first and who scores first really matter, right? Any fight, and especially because in judo you just have to do it once. Boom, the guy fell flat on his back more or less and you won so there's a really 
big incentive to do that, right? So, and that translates really well. Right. Would you say judo's and, helped uh, your? Would you say judo's helped your arm bars at all? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good at judo or, uh, or anything like that. <laughs> like I said, I do it for for fun. Sure, I will be better than someone that always pulls guard and might look like my judo is good against them, but I'm nowhere a, a, a good, a skilled judo. I I can demonstrate and do most throws, and I'm working on it. But like I said, I do it for fun, and uh, everyone, sh people should try it. Yeah, I I just or, in my quest now because I'm old now. I'm fucking forty three years old now. My yeah, you're one hundred and seven. Yeah, it's like I competed forty five, and, and I enjoyed like... it. And there was a time where I did things because I was focused on becoming a better competitor, and I was trying to eliminate things that were good and not good. But now I have this weird goal of becoming a complete martial artist now you know, i've been a black belt for four years now i'm kind of like getting to that point where i like to think about the big picture and my goal as a martial artist now are things that are starting to come into play and one of my goals is to start to study i mean i'm a good wrestler i'm a really good wrestler but like the idea is that nah, but whatever i wrestled for a long time <laughs> i'm really but good it, yeah <laughs> but judo is something that i feel like as a martial artist would help me to complete the entirety of my martial arts game. I, I, I just, I'm curious about. It. There's a thing inside of me that wants to start training jujitsu, judo more. Even though I know I'm old, and it's gonna hurt really bad, but <laughs> I don't care. What, what can I say? You have to try it and do it, and you have to have some good training parts that are not gonna throw you too hard. And you will see it's fun, and you, you'll be enjoyable. Right. But the problem is if you. Uh, this happens in in everything you know you, you go in and or maybe you're a bjj black belt and they want to show you how they can throw you right so that doesn't really go nicely right no i hear you yeah, yeah that's, so it's all, that's a hard all, thing but that's with everything it's all down to your training partners in the in the team and and yourself <sighs> taking the turn and realizing you have to suck at something when you don't really and want that to. and the being able to put a white belt on and and go you know i mean although it, there has to be i would imagine that for someone that's you know come to one of the summits of like you're never really done learning in jujitsu like that's but for someone who is yeah, a black belt and has wrestling it, or judo yeah does it feel good for someone who has gotten to that very high level in jujitsu how does it feel does it feel kind of good to be a beginner again is there excitement in learning something new for you if you are open and like that, for sure, not everyone is. It's your right. Well, do, well, do you, you really you feel right? that? Sorry, I was gonna. I was asking, like, is that does that is it that way for you, or are you more like? No, like I said, for me, it was for fun to do something new, and and to learn and to start from zero and and enjoy it. <sighs> all right. Well, then it's I, we got to talk about it. All right. And I've okay, I've been okay, I've been go. so well behaved because honestly, for the past few days, I've I've been talking about it to people that even do jujitsu. I'm like, you can't. No, you don't understand. He did it from inside closed guard. And then my friend Jake is like, Kevin, I don't do jujitsu. Stop calling me at three in the morning. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go to sleep. <laughs> but I, you know, for in sports and the, and the fact that you were a late replacement and you pulled this off is is, is even better um for in sports there's tons of like 
iconic images. You know, in, in hockey, there's Bobby Orr's flying uh, goal. Uh, baseball, you know, Babe Ruth pointing, calling his home run, and then getting the home run. You're digging Ollie deep standing. on this one. You're digging oh, I, deep I on care. this. I see where I you're going with this. You're this digging deep my, on this. this hey, my, I wish like, you did my... that status that you no, say. Yeah, I'm not I'm not paint paint not your picture, Picasso. Ali standing over Sonny Liston. Now – I don't know how this is going to be re remembered in the greater jujitsu <laughs> consciousness. I don't. But for me, this this moment is up there. I don't now even I, care. I don't I'm even care. For someone to to work with to do an instructional for this. Yeah, so, that's right. I mean, <laughs> so got it. so I make sure it it continues right. <laughs> yeah. I got it. it is. It, it was like for me just because I remember being. A white belt and doing this move and in fact the way we started but, talking was and, in and honor that's of what i was gonna say you know a first time white belt starts or whoever what is the first thing that they do in the close guard they go forward and yeah. then the coach tells them oh no you have to posture up which is hard to do right because the guy is pulling you I, right. it's, I, but also like shout out to Ty, uh, Tyrone Elliott, your opponent for having an incredibly cool attitude about the, like, just like, yeah, the guy, he's, like, a, yeah, he's, a nice, he's a really nice guy. Yes. Yes. And he's one of the youngest ever, uh, black belts in the UK, I believe he's, he's very good. You know, like I, when you talk about this particular thing, and this is something we talk about as black belts, because like there's this whole kind of code of ethics i guess you can say where it's considered like rude or whatnot to, to go with like, which, is, which is why i made that post after uh, after the fight right i, I didn't see it but I, did you would you address that i imagine that the yeah idea yeah of, yeah just right. just look into my instagram you'll see what i said about about it because everyone said all oh, disrespectful oh was just you know <laughs> i mean well, no it wasn't just it wasn't just people it was the commentary team as it yeah, was happening started from we were them. saying like yeah, what disrespectful I, I, I need to watch it to find out but i did yeah, like yeah. they were shot they were like first it was i was watching it live i actually did the story for Jiu because they don't know so the technique that's why yeah <laughs> no they were like oh why is he doing that they're like is he setting up yeah. to pass like so but i but my, i want uh, you to know i hmm. never doubted you for a second i was watching it I never doubted you for a second. I'm like, this I, guy I is know, a hero. Uh, He's a champion. He's going to do I it. I know uh, a few guys that are very good at doing that move too. So it's I'm by no means the creator or the first guy to do it. I just I just managed to hit it on uh, on higher level and I guess in Polaris against the black belt. My idea going into this fight was because I saw Tyrone fight with Luca and he had a draw with Luca Nacoreta, which by the way, the master triangle. Well, what an amazing guy, super nice guy. Uh, and uh, Tyrone uh, played a lot with the lapels, tied him up in, in some guards, and Luca wasn't able to get his game going, and they had a draw. So I was thinking if he's going to put me in the close guard, that is, would be the best strategy, because to grab the lapels, you have to put your arms outside, right? And pull the guy in, which leaves totally this exposed. And so I, I took my time there and I managed to get the to get it. Yeah, and the rest. And you know, I at a certain level, like if a white belt 
did this to me or a blue belt did this to me, I would pull them aside and tell them, first of all, if a white belt caught me in Ezekiel, my closed guard, I would open my guard up and put my feet to the hips and do anything I possibly could to break that grip. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if you watch that video, it seemed like – Correct, but opponent- that's impossible to do if you do it right. And that would be too late. It's like um, – Everyone says, "Oh, just armbar the guy," but I am too close for you to armbar right. me or to put your. Well, actually, on my that's, hips. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back really quick, just because yeah. that's that's an interesting thing you brought up. Because right before the choke, it looked like yes, Tyrone that, was that, going yes, to the That is bar. the moment I bring my head closer and tripod into it, and him trying to turn his hip and go for like an armbar makes it tighter. But and that's when he goes out. The point the point I'm trying to make is this: is like as black belts. Like mm-hmm. we are very fully aware of what an Ezekiel choke is, right? And we are very fully aware that like there's a point of no return. Like if you get both yes. grips. In, in a way, at that point, let me give you the example, is the fully extended armbar. What's the escape right. there? You tap. That's the escape yeah. there. Yeah, there's yeah. no way out of that. But yeah, yeah the, see he's he's starting to collapse. He's 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 done. The point yeah. right that where I'm trying to get to with this is this is that like just because there are things that are of poor etiquette, and I'm not saying this is, I'm not saying this at all, one way or another. I really don't. I don't care because, in my opinion, it worked. Who gives a shit? Your arm brought up. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, care. Yeah. It wasn't like you punched him in the face. You know what I mean? You hit a submission. It just had to be from closed guard. It's perfectly clean legal. choke. Yeah, yeah exactly. Clean choke. choke. Yeah. Exactly. There's a certain point in black belt's minds where you're drilling and you're training from the from from the beginning stages of jiu-jitsu. Like like I said, if that would have been a white belt going for an Ezekiel choke from my closed guard, I would have not allowed him to lock his hands up, first of all, to get to that point. But I would afterwards say, hey, you know what? Technically, you're not supposed to do that at this level because it doesn't uh, work. I would not teach uh, uh, at my class or in my uh, academy. I would not teach a white belt to do this, for sure not. Yeah. Right. But here's the rub. Like, mm-hmm. as a black belt, like it's our job to be creative and catch other black belts off guard. And that's and that's another thing, right? If I if you do what everyone does, you don't have any element of surprise. You don't innovate anything. For example, uh, let me give you an example, right? I like to take the back, but I will never be at the level of Tommy Langacker taking the back. And I'm practicing to do crab rides and, and uh, stuff like that. And yeah, I want to know how to do it. But to get to such a high level to do that, I think would be very hard. Right. Whereas you can, you can, um, should I say, take a move, see that you have success with or realize that it works or maybe it's something that people are not really aware of and make that your best. And now you have a special move, right? And no one else has it, so it's it's really hard to. And because uh, people will not know how to defend this, right? Everyone knows more or less how to defend the back, let's say. But yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I don't. I agree know, with you one hundred percent. I don't think that yeah. as a black belt, like anyone should have a problem with this. I, it's funny because I can already look, hear. And yeah. look, this is another thing. You will learn the rules, right? Let's say the rules of jiu-jitsu. Uh, posture in close guard, let's say, right? Right. Uh, I don't know. Stack at an armbar, okay? Let's say some rules like this. I know the rule, right? So I can break it. 
Right. That's one. That's that's right. And that's because I know I'm breaking truth. it, and I'm aware yeah. of that. Yeah, that's the truth, and that's you're, why you're accepting the risks. That's why. It's, yeah, exactly. That's why. That's what makes it that much better. Because you know, right, maybe I go for this, and okay, he armbars me, and I tap. Okay, but I knew I took that risk, right? Right. Yeah. There you go. I kudos to you, my man, because that because <laughs> no one in there, no one tells uh, who's the guy in the UFC, the Russian guy who finishes the the Olenek. Uh, Olenek, Olenek, right. Alexei Olenek. Yeah, yeah. No one tells Alexei Olenek you're not supposed to let your opponent come to mount, right? <laughs> but yeah. he, he he sure hell does it a lot, and he ends up getting yeah. the submission because he has that no yeah. Ezekiel. So Alexei Olenek has some details and some adjustment only only he knows, and that makes it work for him. From any position, right? I also have some details and some adjustments to the grip, to the way I do it, and position my body, which makes it work for me. Yeah, that's. I I I need to fully hijack this this podcast for a little. Go ahead, sorry, because no, no, no. It's this is all great, but uh, Dino, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a journalist. I wanted to have you on just to talk about you know the 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 events and learn more about you. But I also wanted to have you on for purely selfish reasons. Because I am a huge the Ezekiel choke is my favorite choke of all time. I love it. It's like my favorite. I saw the video you doing it right. I I yeah. So my first uh, win as a blue belt in any Mm -hmm. like I didn't even I won one match after this tournament, but my first ever win was with the Nogi Ezekiel choke, and it was Mm -hmm. against everyone's recommendation, and I only locked it up because I panicked and it was all I knew mm-hmm. how to do. I wasn't even really thinking. And so I ended up mm-hmm. letting my opponent get back to like, put me back in full mm-hmm. guard. Oh yeah. I, I, I commented I and I told you, look, look to put pressure. You don't want to be on your knees, right? Yeah. So that's what I mean by tripod. Just come up on your toes and drive into into your grip, into your hands. And that makes it stronger. So you like, but I also heard that putting like ear to ear is a big thing with Ezekiel choke. Uh, what, do you try and close the gap that much? No, if I'm ear to ear, I cannot extend my hands. Okay, the, this is going to make I'll me more annoying to everybody in my gym, just because I yeah. want to. I'm not going to go hunting for it, and I, I think that for a lot of our viewers, we would love to know any de- like for the, our viewers who are higher levels, who are not white belts. Yeah. Like full disclaimer: yeah, yeah. white belts and blue belts. Uh, Ezekiel responsibly, and that includes mm-hmm. me. All right, I don't have mm-hmm. the the I don't have the free pass to go and take risks yet. But for some of our higher belts, what tips can you offer for locking, like for noticing when the Ezekiel is there from closed guard and how to execute it? Okay, I'm gonna give one tip in detail that will make a big difference. If you put your hand like this, right, the hand that's over the face, can you see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy's gonna grab your fingers 100% to defend. If you put like this, it's not enough surface and it's painful, but the guy can resist. So I put my hand like this, like a paw, oh. like this, all the way across. I don't put it here. I, I any choke I do, and this is more or less what I always go for is chokes, gi no gi. I want to cover everything around. So my arm is around the neck, and the other arm is fully across in front of the face. And and this was the this was how your hand was when you locked it up against yeah. uh, Elliot. Yeah. That's a good yeah. detail. I that is know really that my good. Fingers detail. still work in that. Yeah, manner. and like go. this, you can put this side of your of your hand, and it's a bigger surface, and you can cover it all the way across. 
let me ask and you, you another question. Grab your finger like this, right? I have when I when I work my Ezekiel's like I'm mm -hmm. not as I'm not a very good Ezekiel. I could probably count mm -hmm. on my fingers and toes the amount mm -hmm. of times I figured it's Ezekiel. One of the biggest things I have a problem with is my fingers giving out on the grip. Mm -hmm. Like when I grab mm -hmm. the grips, like I can't maintain the grips on my fingers long enough to you put mean the, the grip in the sleeve. Yeah, the grip in the sleeves long enough mm -hmm. to keep the pressure on to finish mm -hmm. the choke. Do you have any tricks on that, or should I just not be a bitch? <laughs> uh, well, uh, my fingers hurt. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. But that's if good. you would put if you would put your hand uh, deep like your fingers deep it will not be mm -hmm. so much pressure on your fingers right if you just grab a little bit with your fingers then it's gonna hurt yeah so you try to put your fingers deep like almost to your knuckle my man i yeah. i've done ezekiel's with my my left hand so much that i think the, the side of my hand and my pinky is it's always hurts now so i've actually yeah taken i do it with both hands i i broke this uh hand in a mma you probably can't see and it hurts every time I do it with one hand, but I still do it. <laughs> Get swollen yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, okay. My fingers are so gnarled anymore, man. Like I this yeah, this yeah. one here in my left my left hand, my middle finger here in my right hand. It's just like I, it's I'll hit it the wrong way, and like my whole arm will just shut down in pain. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit to look forward to you for you, Kev. Your fingers just don't really work anymore. Oh no, I my like for real. I've already started noticing what my jujitsu old man injuries are going to be, and for like it's my left like left hand pinky and my right ankle so far because like that's, my right that's ankle what it is got, right now next well, week it'll be your right hand ring finger and your <laughs> oh well no i think no because this is but like i got like a my last tournament before quarantine i actually got kyotera foot locked uh, on my right foot so fast and i didn't have time to tap so the ref heard the pop before i tapped and stopped the fight <laughs> And so that's been hurting for months now. My hand has been hurting for longer than that. So I'm just, it's only going to get worse. I understand that because we're all crazy <laughs> people that do this. Yeah. You, you oh. learn to kind of live in that pain, man. Well, Dina, yeah. you got any, you got any, uh, any closing okay. additions you want to add? Anything you want to bring up before we, uh, before we get any, any insights or anything you want to talk about? Well, well, what you just said, uh, about things that gonna get broken and hurting yes but it doesn't have to be like that and i'm i'm fortunate to to start this always uh, so to start early a strength program and stick to it is what one thing you can always do and and i do yoga yoga for bjj and uh, i did also i'm also an instructor in that and and shout out to sebastian brush which really really cool guy and that's one thing you can really do to keep your body good and in terms of fingers my fingers hurt but considering i've been doing this for almost 12 years i think it's not so bad and just ice them when they hurt and and stop gripping so much you know don't have to yeah. use that gear all the time that's the truth. That's one thing I could that's, say, yeah. That's that's really funny you say that because one of the things I always talk about, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that's gonna get a grip and hold mm -hmm. on to it for my dear life. It's like it's easy. Like if I get this grip and you break okay, that now, grip, let's now be I'll realistic. Competition, grip. you're never gonna let go of the grip. But in right. training, you can. 
Right. Yeah. That's that's a, yeah. that's another good that's another good analogy. Like learn how to learn I mean, how like it doesn't really can matter. Play a more open game, and you know. Right. Yeah. My my coach Chris has a really good uh, saying for instances like that. Uh, knowing the difference between you know competition and practice, there ain't going to be a practice champ. You know, yeah. there's not a there's not a championship yeah, gym, in practice. A gym champion uh, makes no, doesn't yeah. really matter. You know, yeah, I, exactly. And, there's uh, no gym champ. And uh, I stopped trying to win in uh, in training for a very long time now, and just has benefits. That's what happens when you get that. That's what happens when you get that knowledge of black belt. You start to realize that I can still do jujitsu and enjoy myself, and not have to worry about who's winning on points. It's just about loving the art, and you get better when you can do that too. Yeah, and most things. most people that train with me would would say that. I fight much better than I train. But, uh, yeah. Same. I'm, wow, I'm, backhanded I'm, compliment. <laughs> I know it's true. I never give. Mo you're not going to get my best. Uh, in a, yeah, when like, I need some. Not even about ready. giving your best. It's just trying to improve. And if you try to improve, you are going to fail at some point because you're trying new things or you're not giving your I don't know your hundred percent strength. So. Well, I think that's an incredibly healthy way to to look at something that often causes people to to forget and just try as hard as they can in the moment. You know, I think taking mm -hmm. taking that wide lens view and just and calming down and realizing that you know everyone is here to get better. You know, so you're you're helping everybody uh, else out by not going for blood every time. I wish it was like that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone is there to just get better some people are there just just to you know to win or just to relieve some stress maybe but you know depends, depends. anyway that's that's how i see oh, things man things. all right well well dinu uh before we we close i'd love to know yeah. if there's any uh, i know you're just like like days removed uh, from a, a massive performance that was very short notice and now you're in quarantine for a while. Uh, yeah. Any any uh, any events on the horizon? Any plans uh, in your in your view right now? Or are you just playing it by no ear? No idea. No idea. No <laughs> illegal training. That's for sure. <laughs> I didn't say that, right? No. And uh, I don't know. It's it's really sad and, and frustrating times at the moment. And uh, and uh, yeah. I'm trying to be, you know, positive, and I always train and and keep training. I do daily, like yoga and kettlebells, and you know. But that's, uh, a, that's actually something I wanted to bring up really quick, and that's because a yeah. uh, friend of the show, former guest, uh, bodybuilder turned MMA fighter Martin Ford came on and and talked about how the the gyms are are very much stop and go in the UK right now. How is mm -hmm. the jujitsu scene faring right now with the with the potential second wave coming? Is it is everyone just training in basements and and backroom doors with the wind with the curtains drawn? I, I I cannot know or say right. Ah, <laughs> but I see no, you there, bud. Is doing is doing really bad, and it's uh, very sad and frustrating to to see this. To be honest well, with you, yeah. And hopefully, are, there's light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. It seems like they got a vaccine working on. They've got some ideas of what they're going to do. Hopefully, we can get back out there and start training. Like I have the luxury uh -huh. of living in in Florida, and like no one cares in Florida. Like it's like <laughs> there's it's like there is no pandemic in Florida. <laughs> like it's 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 
it is what it is. I guess out of class on uh, Monday night, it was literally like 60 people in class on Monday night. <laughs> like I'm just in my mind, like I'm consciously aware of the fact that there is a pandemic. And when I go to the store, I put a mask on and I come train to the gym and there's 60 people sweating and breathing on each other. Like uh, yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope for the best. Anyway, Kev, I love you. I got to get running, man. I'm about to. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Dinu. Uh, the, yeah. Usually at this point of the show, we let uh, guests shout out any sponsors and stuff they have going on. And uh, if you floor is yours, if you got anyone you want to shout out, real quick. Thank you very much, guys, for for having me. My, my sponsors are are Scramble Yoga for BJJ, Ave Bomb, and uh, Turtle Massage. Prop uh, Touch Twina is another massage therapist, and. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to to learn some jujitsu from me, you can check my channel on YouTube, and hopefully soon I'll have some instructionals. And if you ever have a question, just just answer me. Uh, ask 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 me, and I will answer. Yeah. All right, and also yeah. I'm gonna personally uh, plead with uh, Jujitsu Times, uh, one of the sponsors we have on the website, BJJ yeah. Fanatics. Get this man an awesome. Ezekiel yeah. DVD oh, yeah. it's, it's series. We need it. We need next week. Let's I get to actually, Ezekiel. it's not my best joke in the gi, but it, that does uh, not gi, even matter. Gi does gi not jokes, even matter. Gi jokes for days. <laughs> I am uh, sorry, Dino. I'm sorry, but you're you're like uh, no matter what you say, you're the Ezekiel guy now. Right. You don't yeah, pull yeah. off. Now that I have kind to do it again. Yeah, dude. ride this horse to a bust, you, my man. And you now know, it's gonna like, be harder because everyone knows it's coming. Right. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I have faith. You're gonna pull it off. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I this is. A, I will have a video at some point showing that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this yeah. has been uh, another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. Uh, Dinu, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. And thank you to everybody out there, currently we're facing down the second wave. Jiu-Jitsu is still in something of a holding pattern at different parts of the world. Uh, stay safe. Uh, try to support your local gyms. We Everyone needs it now more than ever. Uh, and thank you for listening. I have been your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by the immaculate Mr. Kevin Gallagher and special guest, Dino Bucalet. Uh, we will see you next time. Good night.